This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Very good morning. Jai Shri Krishna Guru. Thank you for joining Guru Charitra Parayan. Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Om Shri Ganeshaya Namaha Om Shri Saraswataya Namaha Om Shri Guru Dattatre Namaha Om Shri Mahalakshmi Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwaraha Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Guru Ve Namaha Shri Guru Charitra Parayan. We'll continue from where we stopped. That is chapter... 12. Narahari taking to Sanyasa. I'm going to recap what this chapter is all about and then we'll continue from where we left. In this chapter, Narahari, Amba's son, gives spiritual instruction to his mother. He blesses her that she would have two more sons within a year and one more son and daughter later. After the birth of the two sons, twins, Narahari leaves home for Kashi. He was hardly nine years old at that time. At Kashi, he took initiation into Sanyas Ashrama from Krishna Saraswati and took the name of Narsimha Saraswati. After that, he went to Badrika Ashrama and visited many holy places. So yesterday, we learnt about how Narahari leaves home for Kashi and meets his Gurudev and asks him to instru instruct him or initiate him in the path of Sanyas Ashrama. So let us see what Narahari has to say. Narahari came to Varanasi, the spiritual center of Bharat. Every day, after taking his bath in the sacred waters of the Ganges, he used to worship Kashi Vishveshwara three times a day. At Kashi, he came in contact with Sri Krishna Saraswati, a highly advanced yogi and a fully realized soul. Narahari requested Sri Krishna Saraswati to initiate him into the Sanyasashrama. Sri Krishna Saraswati was pleased at the devotion, the, the austere discipline and earnestness of Narahari and much more so with his intellectual brilliance and spiritual, scriptural, scriptural knowledge. Krishna Saraswati recognized in him a future savant of the spiritual culture of the country and especially one who was going to glorify the supremacy of Sanyasashrama again. If you, if you understand this or what is being mentioned here, it's very clearly is telling you that every divine being manifests for a purpose. I think I have discussed this enough in every chapter that we have done so far. Even in Sai Baba's Bodhi, the same thing has been explained. The divine manifests because they have a purpose. And here, what is Narahari's purpose? That is Narsimha Saraswati's purpose as Dattatre. What is he doing? He has manifested so that he could glorify the supremacy of Sanyas Ashrama again. And that is why they, they go on that path. They... they take themselves the Sanyasashrama and then they set an example to the world how to follow that particular path. Like example, my Krishna Guruji only propagates about Bhakti Marg, which is love and devotion to the Lord. Now, you, your Lord can be anybody you want. We are not compelling that you have to only follow Krishna, you have to only follow Radha Krishna or anything like that, right? It is your Ishtam, whoever you truly seek from your within you have to just follow that path and just have love and devotion. Here, my Krishna Guruji will never say you take a sannyas ashrama. But he will only teach you the way of life. How to live a righteous 
life you know how to follow the path of righteousness while still performing all your actions your karma in this world every body has a purpose in this case narahari's purpose was to establish the supremacy of sanyasashrama so he took into he you know he got initiation uh, initiation into the sanyasashrama dharma by his gurudev and who is his gurudev krishna saraswati so this is extremely important imagine a 9 year old boy you know leaving home going to kashi how beautiful and divine it is but imagine what kind of intellectual power or the knowledge does he have at that time why because he's the lord almighty himself he just has donned that body it's just the garb like today i'm wearing this garment and tomorrow i will discard it that's how it is so they come they manifest in a in a body they don that body they don that garb they serve their purpose once the purpose is finished they will leave and go away but please remember you are only leaving this body the physical body which has come from the mother nature but they are eternally there because that is why i keep saying it is a tattva god is in principle where there is we say purusha and prakriti or shakti which is shakti is the active principle and shiv is the passive principle so purusha and prakriti same thing it's an active and a passive principle i mean purusha is passive and shakti is uh, prakriti is active principle the creation happens by mother nature prakriti is the one who creates this universe so it's a principle it's not the way you look at it as a oh god is a male or a female it's an active and a passive principle that is what it is so likewise the guru tattva it's a principle again they are always existing that is why we say krishnam vande jagat gurum he is the master of this universe he is the guru of this entire jagat this entire universe he is he is always there so lord dattatreya is the supreme master he is the master of all the gurus everybody now imagine now this principle is manifesting in a form why because it has to establish you know in this world a certain things like establishing the dharma in in certain aspects so depending on what time when they manifest so there is a purpose at every given point in time so that is what is important so they are all manifest what what is this telling here it is teaching how even when the divine themselves manifest they all have to go through the guru the essence of the importance of the guru is being explained here how without a guru you cannot evolve on the path of spirituality even you might be lord dattatreya even you might be lord shri krishna or shri ram it doesn't matter when you manifest in a body the only path is through the guru guru is the doorway to god that is why they also meet their guru and go through the training the in the process of getting initiated formally and then following whatever the guru has commanded them to do and they have to study under them like uh, shri ram studied under vashishta muni lord shri krishna's guru was sandipani so they all went through their gurus to get that formal training even though they are lord almighty they are the divine being krish lord shri krishna himself is the master of this entire universe he is the one from whom everything is emanated yet when he manifests on this planet earth he also has to go through his guru he has to meet his guru and get initiated and then follow that path it's extremely important so don't you know try to discount the importance and the uh, significance of the guru in your life the role of a guru is very very critical and please remember only the blessed few in this world will have that grace 
I like I have explained when do, when does the guru find you? Three things has to happen. One is when you have a you need to have a human birth. Human body is extremely important. Second most important thing is you have to have the burning desire to know yourself. Something within is seeking and you don't know what that is. And the third thing is the grace of the God has to dawn on you. When all these three things come together, that is when the real guru finds you. You don't find the guru. See, people think, oh, um, I met my guru because one of my friend introduced to me. And you know who they give importance to? They give importance to the friend or some relative or someone through whom you have got referenced or met the guru. They give importance to that person. I'm sorry, it doesn't work like that. Please remember the one importance that you need to give to the guru himself. Without his grace, you wouldn't have come there. And everybody in the in on that path or who has... Who, they all have been an instrument. They've just been an instrument in the hands of the divine so that you can reach that destination. You can meet that master. The master has provisioned those tools to perform their job so that you can meet them there. So this is again a very wrong way to look at it. Well, they say, oh, he's the one who introduced me to my Guruji. So I'm very grateful to him. Are you referring to a tool? It's just a body. Who are you thanking? You need to be thanking the divine being, the guru himself you have to thank because he's the one who's made the provision for you to come to him. So he finds you. You don't find him. Neither has your friend or relative or anybody has, you know, uh, been, been the one who has got you there. The divine Lord works. You're just nothing but a tool in his hands. He, you're only a puppet in the hands of the puppeteer. So who are you thanking? Thank the divine Lord Almighty. Thank the Guru because without his grace, you wouldn't have been able to come to him. Please remember this. And this is one important lesson we forget. And I have I've listened from many people. Recently also I was talking to someone. And this someone said to me, I'm very grateful to the person who has sent me, you know, your satsangs. But I was just explaining to this person, please understand they are only the tool. The tool in the hands of the divine Lord. How the divine Lord works is unfathomable. You can't even comprehend. So don't give, yeah, you have to thank. Yes, that person has played his or her part very well of being the best tool in the hands of the divine Lord. But don't give credit to the individual because that will raise their ego. They'll think, oh, I am the one who introduced. And this has happened in the past with, with some of my Guruji's disciples. When, you know, they had introduced few people to my Gurudev, my Krishna Guruji. And many, many years later, they would take credit. Oh, I was the one who introduced this person to you. I'm sorry, you are nobody. Please remember this. The Guru just uses you as a tool because those people have to come to him. This is how it works. And whosoever in this universe that the Guru has to meet, they will make provisions for them to come to them. So you and I are nothing but an instrument in the hands of the Divine Lord. Please do not forget this lesson. So like I wonder many a time when we travel or wherever we go, my Guruji will just happen to meet so many different people on that path. And then I'll realize, wow, you know how beautiful it is. They may not recognize my Krishna Guruji, but I understand that his grace is on, required on them. It's only for that momentary thing. They get that blessing. Whatever they have to get from him, they will get it. It is very, very sweet. It is very profound. It is beyond human minds. Can an understanding? We cannot fathom how the divine Lord works. Can you fathom with your petty mind? Your mind cannot think beyond your... It cannot even 
see beyond your nose. So what are you trying to comprehend about, oh, I am the one who introduced, I am the one who brought, uh, brought someone here. Please don't take ownership and credit. This is exactly what Lord Shri Krishna has mentioned in Bhagavad Gita. Do not take ownership, do not take, do not have the sense of doership. I am the doer. I did it. I gave. I am the one who introduced. No, don't take sense of ownership for anything. Your job is to do alone without taking, you know, any ownership. And the next thing is, don't not get attached to the end result. The fruits of actions is never in your hands. Whatever the divine Lord has to do or give, he will anyways do it. It is already programmed. It is predefined. Things are going to happen the way it has to happen. So why do you battle? Why do you fight? Why do you give so much importance to this I? Who is this I in me? That is what you have to destroy. You know, it is, that's why Ramakrishna Paramahamsa Ji has very beautifully said. He said, when you, you know, when, when you evolve, you will, you will put the Lord first. Then it will become Thou, Thou. And I will become, it, it's Tuhu, Tuhu. It's not Hamma, Hamma. It is Thou. It's not I, it is Thou. Everything is Thou. It's, it's you. The Lord is most important in your life. You have to give Him the first priority. Don't give importance to your ego. And when you surrender your ego like this unto the lotus feet of the Guru, then your spiritual progress will happen. The one thing that destroys or obstructs your spiritual progress is your ego alone. That ego and arrogance of, oh, I am this great person. I am somebody great. I am this Rajashri Rao. I am I'm known as something in this world. Who is this I? Who is this Rajashri Rao? Where is Rajashri? You know, when you, when, you, when you cut this body up, can you find out where Rajashri is? No, you can't. You cannot. So the I is just that ego. And ego is all over the... It's everywhere. We think this is the body. I am that. What is this I? You don't understand. Because you feel you're confined in this body. You can't be confined. And then don't, don't go by this name which is given to this body. Realize your divine self. Who truly you are. That is why we are saying, what does the Guru does? When you go on the path of spirituality, the Guru helps you unravel your true self. That's why we say self-realization. The realization has to come within yourself. The self will give you that realization on its own when you are, you know, when it is pleased with you. That is why we say, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma. Parabrahma is the Guru himself. And when you, when he, the Guru is pleased with you, he grants you that realization on his own when the time is right. That is why we say, Moksha Moolam Gurur Krupam. Without the grace of the Guru, you can't attain moksha. So most important, the Guru is the integral part in your spiritual growth. Please remember this. And those who have the Guru should be eternally grateful and please be and feel that indebtedness. Sai Baba has very beautifully explained. You have to wear the mala, the, 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 uh, you know, the garland or the uh, ornament of indebtedness to eternity in your life of your Guru. Because we, we are ungrateful people. We think it is our birthright that the Guru should do everything for us the way we want. Where is this ego comes from? What makes you think you are some great person on this planet earth? Who do you think you are? Ask this question to yourself. We all have gone through this. We think we are somebody great. We are somebody very, you know, somebody who deserves everything. Who is telling you that you deserve it? The deservability is evaluated by your Gurudev alone. And that, that will reveal 
depending on how you evolve on that path of spirituality how much effort you put what kind of sadhana you do and how much you really mean what does spiritual mean to you see that is why i keep saying everything is individual it is not in comparison to someone else i need to seek my own spiritual wheel i am not going to be comparing oh i need to compete with someone there is no competition with anybody see god is to each his own you know, you cannot compete with some other person this is not a material world examination that we are writing or we want to compete for a job yeah see the reason why you you think you have to compete is you are going to say okay i love see the radha rani loves krishna the ultimate can i love uh, lord shri krishna more than radha rani that's a goal to have why because she's the highest and you want to love your lord shri krishna more than her so it's a, it's a beautiful competition it's a healthy competition to have but that doesn't mean that we become a, a bad human beings where we are always talking ill about others or saying something really bad and we are not here to spite someone don't antagonize anybody and trying to you know trying to bring your ego and destroying a relationship that is not what we are into see this competition itself is very healthy you want to express your love to your lord so please express who is stopping you there is nobody in this world to stop you but it is not done because you want to show somebody or prove a point to someone love is just to you to each his own the devotion and love that you have for your divine for your ishta is you are it's what is what comes from within you you cannot compare with me neither can i compare with you or anybody in this world to each his own that is why i keep saying this do not forget your guru or your god is to each his own it's very beautiful it is what you experience it is how deep you have gone into your spiritual development it is how deep you go into this ocean of love and devotion that is why i keep saying this spirituality this god is like athanga sagar limitless ocean how deep you want to go is the choice you have in your hand you can go nobody is stopping you except your mind alone so why are you thinking there is somebody outside you stopping there is nobody outside of you stopping you except you your own self and that is your mind's self conceit and deceit so the day you get rid of your mind when we say get rid you have to just control it you cannot overcome the mind because lord shri krishna has very nicely explained it is my conviction that you will be able to control the mind he only says this so controlling the mind is in your hands and how do you look at it only then the knowledge will open up you will go deeper in understanding then you will understand everything is the truth alone everybody is just a conduit they are there as a catalyst in this world and the guru the great master uses everybody so that he can he cares about everybody's well being and if you understand how the gurus work it is it's very profound you cannot even fathom an example yesterday we were we were studying about how narahari gives blesses his parents saying that whenever you think of me you will have my darshan what does it mean he says see when when the divine being leave we just it, it feels so horrible imagine it's their son he is leaving the home and going no matter they have four more children it will still not you know replace the child who has left the parents okay but you know what that is the viraha that is the bhakti he is establishing why because their mind is going to be established in this divine being because he is a god he is he is the greatest guru on this planet earth and if their mind is always established in him isn't he already attaining the spiritual wheel 
that is the greatness of this gurus the way they work it's incredible they make everybody as in conduit you might think something bad is happening there's no bad happening everything happens for the good alone so you have to always see the upside of everything and this is one thing my krishna guruji will always teach us see the mind always shows the downside of every situation every incident that happens in our life no matter what it is but even when you discriminate saying that oh something is good not discriminate when you when you kind of uh, sway between the pairs of opposites between good and bad then what happens oh there is a favorable event there is an unfavorable event but no matter what the event is or incident is in your life please remember everything is happening for the good alone can you see the upside of it god is very kind yes this body has to go through its prarabdha karma it is there to fulfill its karmas it has to expiate that karma there are no two ways about it but when you have the grace of the guru i always keep saying this the karma is cushioned the impact that you feel is only 10% the 90% is completely cushioned and please have that grace use that grace you know be blessed be feel blessed most important you are already blessed you have to feel that blessing at with you all the time that remember the guru is always there in the tattva it's not the physical body that is important it is the tattva but most important when you have the guru in the physical form worshiping him because he is the god almighty can you believe the para brahma is with you and we disregard that para brahma can you imagine the importance of a guru because all the god is rests within him there is no power greater than a guru that is why it is being said in one of the chapters you will read about how what you should not do with your guru there is a chapter which will come about it we will we will read when it comes but you know what is it being said when the gods are angry the guru can come and save you but if your guru himself get, gets angry there is no god on this planet earth in this entire universe who can save you so don't get the wrath of your guru ever please remember don't treat him like an ordinary human being he is not an ordinary human being he is the para brahma the god himself yes he appears very ordinary but don't take him for granted there are a lot of people there are a lot of disciples devotees everybody in this world try to take him for granted this why because we think he is some ordinary human being because of his appearance and please remember don't fall for his appearance that is nothing but his maya he doesn't want the world to see him and only when he confers the grace upon those devotees who he wants them to see him that glimpse a little glimpse of the divinity who he is only then will that devotee or disciple be able to recognize the divine being and that to only momentarily and later you know what he'll do he'll cover them with the maya but how much is your faith the faith is the most important thing please remember god will reveal himself to you at his perfect timing but you cannot stop having that love and devotion for him your quest your uh, you know what is what is your uh, his krishna saraswati saying narahari had he was pleased with his devotion the austere discipline and earnestness you need to have all of this this is what krishna guruji also teaches we need to be austere we need to have a discipline we need to have that earnestness to evolve on the path of spirituality we need to the, the fire within us has to burn it has to it has to say oh i want to achieve my spiritual will i have to progress i have to do so every single day that has to be your goal 
and don't get carried away with the material worldly desires the more you get into that material worldly desires the more you will get entangled in the material world so use this time and yesterday didn't narahari talk about the time don't waste this human birth and if you if you waste away in the frivolities of material worldly existence then you know when you don't realize the god that's the biggest tragedy in your life not having realized god despite having your guru then what is the point in having a guru today there are lot of my krishna guruji's disciples my krishna guruji will say it's very sad that today i am here but people don't come to me and you know what now he has already give, you know taken up into going into incognito because he's he has taught enough it's it's done he's done with his knowledge giving but people have not been serious you have to become very serious and come and ask he's always ever waiting there like ramkrishna parabhasa ji would say to kalima ma where are the devotees i am waiting here eagerly for them so that i can give them this knowledge i can teach them i i want somebody to talk likewise my krishna guruji says i just need that one i need that one or two who will you know take this knowledge from me who will want to go on that path who are very serious but not bring your ego see when you bring your ego and whatever your arrogance and everything you will destroy that spirituality see spirituality will grow only when you have that harmony in this entire universe with the universe most important the harmony the peace within yourself is extremely important when you have the the flutter the fluttering of your mind the, you know when it's the, with the ruffled waters you cannot have the tranquility the tranquility doesn't exist so how can you go deep within you to realize that god god is not going to you know show you you are covering him with further more ignorance why do you want to do that so respect this guru the whole aspect here i'm trying to drill into all of us is that that you need to rever your guru you need to respect him how blessed you are to have this great master in your life is what i'm trying to explain to you it is not so easy to get a guru i'm talking about the real gurus not the fake gurus in this world please remember there are a lot of fake gurus you can go and find dime a dozen and more so the more you have money though you can get all the great conglomerates people with the, the there are great masters with running conglomerates and you can go donate all the all the money you have you will get you will be given a vvip treatment over there but in the guru's ashram in the real master's ashram or in a real master when you have there is no vvip treatment on the contrary he will treat you like a doormat it's a way to say okay doesn't mean he's treating you like a doormat what i mean is that he is going to see how much you can become submissive how much you can control your ego how you can overcome your arrogance because we all have an attitude no i am some great this person i lived here i live here i am doing this i have this money you cannot come with all that when you come to the real master most important is humility and humbleness there is no ego so the guruji will test to see how much you are able to overcome your ego there is no no point in having a ego ego is not going to take you anywhere on the contrary when you give up this ego when you merge in the divine you will experience that oneness that is why we say yoga is means union with the divine so when you merge in the divine when you experience that love within your gurudev it's the most beautiful thing you are merging with that parabrahma himself but what is obstacle between you and your guruji is that ego oh my guruji is treating me bad he is making me look small no the guruji is only destroying your ego please remember most important thing on the path of spirituality is to overcome the ego especially in the kali yuga see 
giving Lord Dattatreya and they had no ego. He had already taken a sannyasa ashrama. Where is the question of ego here? He gave up his family, everything, and he walked out. Do you have that courage to do so? No. Why? Because we are all so attached to the material worldly things. My father, my mother. I have to take care of them. They are old. What happens to them? Why don't you understand? The one who has created, you know, given birth to this entire universe has already made provisions. Have you not seen that? What makes you think that you are responsible to take care of them? Have even when you after coming, I mean, even before you came into spiritual, things were happening. Even after you came into spiritual, things are still happening the way it has to happen. So, what makes you think that you are responsible for anyone? So, this is the fear that you need to let go. Surrender to him. Surrender. Absolute faith. Complete surrender, unconditional pure love and exclusive devotion is the only way to attain the divine. And you need to get the divine grace. Without that grace, you are not going anywhere in your spiritual being. Please remember, you are going to be there only. That is how it works. So coming back, Krishna Saraswati recognized in him a future servant of the spiritual culture of the country and especially one Sorry, servant, servant of the spiritual culture of the country and especially one who was going to glorify the supremacy of Sanyasa Ashrama again as was earlier done by Ashri Adi Shankaracharya of Kaladi. He was immensely happy to have Narahari as his disciple and to initiate him into Sanyasa. Narahari was given by him the new name of Narsimha Saraswati. How beautiful. You know, Whatever the name you have is the name given by your parents, this body, spirits who has given birth to this body. But the day you meet your Guruji, when he initiates you in spirituality, you are you become twice born. Which means you have a new birth. You become the Guru Putra or Guru Putri. Means the, the son or the daughter of the Guru. And then he gives you a new name. That is what is the name you will be recognized as. And then since then, Narahari became Narsimha, Sri Narsimha Saraswati. That's so beautiful. This is how it happens. So the name has to come from the Guruji himself. The Guru will give you the name, that which fits you. And then you are completely his own. So that is why we say, we become part of Vasudev Kutumbam. Everybody. See, this entire universe is part of Vasudev Kutumbam. You and me doesn't have an independent family. But because of the attachment to body, we feel, oh, this is my parents, that is somebody, this is my relative, this is my friend. We feel all of that. So those are the attachments you have to overcome. Namdarak interrupted Siddha Yogi and asked, why Narahari, God incarnate himself, needed a guru and why should he go through the formality of initiation? Ah, very, very important question. I'm sure this question must have come even to you, right? Why should a Lord himself, great master himself, who has incarnated, should need a guru? And why should he go through a, form, a formal a formality of initiation? I think I answered it already, but let's see what Siddhamuni is saying and we'll answer once again. Siddhamuni said, Guru is the link between God and the embodied being. Even though the latter may have been a divine incarnation. How beautiful. What is the answer? Guru is the link between God and the embodied. What does they do? When the divine manifests, it is embodied. 
means it is it is taking a form the formless takes a form it is embodied so guru is the link between god and the embodied it is embodied this body is embodied so he is the link between the god and god and the embodied being even though the latter may be may have been a divine incarnation even though they are god almighty the lord almighty must have incarnated even though even then they have to go through the formal initiation under the great master i mean real master not some fake people who will give initiation to thousands and millions as though that is some it's available in a market you know that that's how they take it and the mantra is given uh, at a in a mass production it doesn't work like that the the gurus only instruct those who have to be instructed or initiated or given the kan mantra it is not for everybody this is not available as a mass production you know oh everybody come here it's like a janta class it's not like that only those chosen ones will get initiated number one number two the kan mantra will be given to those who have to be who the guru decides to give it is not you and me i can ask the guruji i need this i need that the guru is not going to even bother he knows what is right for you and he will initiate you only in that path and he will give you the mantra if he thinks it is important for you so that is how it works so don't don't go by what happens in the material world in the sense by what you see believe or you study or you read and you come across none of this is the truth here we are reading the gospel truth of guru charitra imparted by narsimha saraswati himself none other than lord dattatri he is talking what does it mean to be guru have a guru bhakti how do you evolve on the path of spiritual journey why initiation is important all these things you need to understand this is the adhyatmic truth not for any material worldly people who think uh, spirituality is an escapism from material world i am sorry spirituality is not for weak hearted people yes i will always say spirituality is only for those who want to truly evolve on the path of god realization they are evolving on the path of the truth on the righteousness on dharma and they are here to serve a purpose of the divine lord almighty not for anybody and everybody please remember this is not like uh, you know everybody comes here and and get some benefit out of it there is no benefit on the contrary we become the servants of the lord almighty we are his servants we are his humble servants and this body is used to serve his purpose in this world it has no other purpose except for serving the purpose of the divine you have to commit to that that is the truth about getting into spirituality and most important for having this human birth is highest goal is god realization and when you believe god is the ultimate thing that you want to achieve then material world doesn't exist this is the truth that you need to understand so do not ever forget this truth so go after that and don't think spirituality is like what people have talked about that is not true spirituality and that is why here lord dattatre himself is explaining why why guru is important what does it mean guru charitra the charitra who is a guru why do you need a guru it is talking everything about the importance and significance of a guru in this world and nobody teaches us the importance of uh, the guru and everybody calls themselves a guru you cannot call yourself a guru you know that the guru you become a guru when you get the divine command like example in this case narsimha saraswati was initiated formally by krishna saraswati he was given a name and he was initiated in the sanyasa ashrama and he had a very clear mandate the mandate was to to 
establish the culture in the country especially uh, for glorifying the supremacy of the sanyas ashrama so like adi shankaracharya also did that so everybody comes with a with a purpose and they were all formally initiated by their gurudevs so don't think that you can do whatever you want in this world and like my krishna guruji will always say that everybody's purpose is different and i've initiated them on that path and if you give in to your own self conceit and deceit and say that i don't want to follow the path i don't want to do what my guruji is asking me to do then please remember uh, bhagavad gita chapter 18 there is a verse which comes into existence lord shri krishna has very clearly explained that if you give in to your mind self conceit and deceit and take stand to your egotism please remember that you will perforce perform the same action born of your nature as though mounted on a machine so whether you like it or not you're still going to do that but what happens when you do at the first instance when your gurudev ordains you to do then you don't incur karma but when you give in to your egoism and everything you will still do the same action you have no two ways you have no choice please remember you will still perform the same action but then you will accrue you will incur karma why do you want that so this is what we are being taught here the significance and importance of a guru who is this guru and why the formal initiation important how do you recognize a real master the real master is not wearing a garb he is not having a conglomerate to run to he doesn't get involved in world politics he is not solving world peace he is only here to uplift the unrighteousness and establish righteousness uplift those who have fallen down put the disciples and the devotees on the path establish faith in the divine they all come for a certain purpose and that purpose is extremely important so namdarak asked this question why narahari god incarnate himself needed a guru and why should he go through the formality of initiation siddhamuni said guru is the link between god and the embodied being even though the latter may may have been a divine incarnation shri ram had vashishta rishi as guru and shri krishna has sandipani rishi has his guru he gave a glorious account of the guru parampara see the guru parampara is very important not some ordinary human beings you know please the guru parampara it's a lineage you come from that lineage he said originating with lord shankara himself shankara vishnu brahma vashishta shakti parasara vyasa suka gaudapada govindacharya shankara bhagavat pada thus flows the glorious guru parampara said siddhayogi have you recognized the guru parampara how the lineage is come about so you cannot disregard this and i know people cannot exploit saying oh i come from this parampara a lot of people just say for the heck of saying it on the contrary they are not even there the real master doesn't even say please remember the those who recognize the true master of course they come from a particular lineage like my gurudev's gurudev's lord dattatreya my guruji lord shri krishna guruji he is and his gurudev is dattatreya as a manifest though he is lord shri krishna himself he had to learn under my his gurudev so that is very important so we come from a nath sampradaya so that is how the lineage comes about so what are you thinking that you go to some ordinary fake gurus and they they claim that they come from some some of this guru paramparas i'm sorry and if they come from such guru paramparas they will not have conglomerates most important so in this entire guru charitra you will recognize 
what is the charitramrit of the guru a real master what does he do how does he live what does he eat how what are his how do you recognize the divine being like this a great master that is what you will learn so siddha yogi explained that for spreading true knowledge for the enlightenment and welfare of all shri narasimha saraswati conducted a number of jnana yagyas by discoursing and giving sermons going from place to place around varanasi hundreds of people were guided on the spiritual path by him a number of them became his disciples wow now if you understand i think i've discussed all of this i'm going to reread this again for your own understanding siddha yogi explained that for spreading true knowledge true knowledge it is not a fake knowledge it's not a false knowledge and that is why i keep saying to you like what my krishna guruji has taught only a god can explain who god is no ordinary human being can have this knowledge that is why it is said the vedas which is emanated from lord shri krishna himself he is the god of all knowledge the knowledge is emanated from him and who else other than him can teach what bhagavad gita is or what uddhav gita is or what shrimad bhagavatam is only the god can tell you who god is not any other being unless and until they have been instructed by their great masters to teach and the words again this body is an instrument i have been instructed by my krishna guruji to do this satsang and this is being formally anointed and then given the blessing for me to do this so i don't own this knowledge the words are of my krishna guruji's wisdom the source is different this body is only a conduit it's a instrument it's like a tap so when you open the tap the words flow from it like the water pipe like the pipe this is a body is a pipe and you open the tap the water flows from it similarly the words are of my guruji's wisdom i don't own this knowledge so when you take credit for the knowledge or you think that you are some great person who's imparting this knowledge then the moment you say that this knowledge will not flow from your mouth you need to understand this is just a vehicle it's a instrument it is serving the purpose of the divine lord almighty it is my gurudev's instruction for me to teach or a gift satsang and when he formally anoints and gives this book the the scripture in my hand in a formal manner then i will have to do his bidding it is his command for me to do this that is how it works so this body is nothing but an instrument a mere instrument in the hands of the divine lord that is how you need to think about you need to be extremely humble about it if you think you know something you are some great knowledgeable person please remember the knowledge will not even exist within you it will vanish like that likewise my guruji though he has manifested in that body he is a great lord almighty yet he also had to go through his formal training and he has done his own sadhanas of course and then his guruji's ordain his gurudev lord dattatreya's ordain that my krishna guruji has to teach in this world and then students came his disciples are there and he serves his purpose that is all his job is to and he is not here to make money he is not here to make conglomerates that is not what a real master does that is not his business at all his job is only to impart knowledge and you know give the true spiritual aspirants this wheel the spiritual wheel that is all is here for and what else they are here for let us read again he says spreading the true knowledge for the enlightenment and welfare of all spreading the true knowledge and that is exactly what my krishna guruji will teach everybody you can do whatever you want to live in this world but 
follow the path of righteousness, follow the path of truthfulness. That is what my Krishna Guruji teaches. And he shows the people, how do you live a righteous life? That is what he cares about. And then he establishes everybody on their path of dharma. He puts dharma back on track. And he, you know, initiates, gives knowledge and fulfills sometimes, many a time, not fulfills, all the time, fulfills people's petty desires too. Sri Narasimha Saraswati conducted a number of jnana yajnas by discoursing and giving sermons going from place to place around Varanasi. So as part of his purpose, he did these, he performed his duties. Even the gurus have their duty. What is it? Like in this case, he conducted a number of yajnas, jnana yajnas by discoursing and giving sermons. That was his purpose. Going from place to place around Varanasi. Hundreds of people were guided on the spiritual path by him. So everybody's purpose is different. Like in my Krishna Guruji's case, he's not, he's not looking for hundreds and millions of people to be put on spiritual path. His, he gives satsang. It is recorded. Everything is there on Krishna Knows website, Krishna Knows channel. You want to go listen, you can listen. But please remember, in his case, only the two spiritual seekers will, will be put on the spiritual path. Not everybody. Because this is not for everyone. But everybody has different purpose at different times. When they manifest. In Kali Yuga, my Krishna Guruji only cares about a few handful of people who come with that real, you know, wanting to really seek that spiritual lead. And for them, he will guide them on that path. A number of them became his disciples. In Narsimha Saraswati's case, number of students became his disciples. In my Krishna Guruji's case, handful of them. Only very few really care about their spiritual lead. So he only, that he says, I'm not here for wanting uh, uh, millions and billions to be my students. I only care about the handful of them. Those who really want to evolve on the path of spirituality. From Varanasi, Narsimha Saraswati went to Badrikashrama forest with his disciples. Then he moved from place to place and arrived at Ganga Sagar near Calcutta. And also you need, to, you need to remember, now here it is mentioned that from Varanasi, Narsimha Saraswati went to Badrikashrama forest with his disciples. In those days, once the Guru has a disciple, they will be traveling all over and they will do their sadhana. They, they are going to go to different, different places. Those places are, um, they have their uh, spiritual significance. They are very holy. And sometimes these places become holy because of these great masters doing their sadhana, tapascharya, and establishing certain, um, you know, uh, establishing some gods over there. And where they would worship that particular God. So that becomes a place of pilgrimage too for the future generation. So this is what the great masters did. And most important, when, they, when the disciples also travel with the gurus, you know why? That is how they get to learn. And then they are there with their guru, serving the guru. So all these disciples are also the sannyasis. They have already taken into sannyasa. So they are not having their family. They have left their family and they are going with their guru on that path. And then they, on that journey, they will serve the Guru. The Guru is going to give them the knowledge. He is going to teach them. This is how beautiful it is to be with the Guru and learning. It's a very, very profound way to learn. And see, if you, if you read even uh, Samarth Ramdas's life story, in that Ramdas, uh, in that Ramdas Maharaj has said, you know, how 
he had a few disciples who were with him in that um, one of the great disciple was uh, Ak, uh, sorry i forgot her name uh, she was a female disciple of uh, samarth ramdas um it starts with akai i forgot but i will give you the name so she gave up everything when samarth ramdas maharaj asked her are you willing to come walk with me and he said okay give away everything she literally emptied her entire house and she gave away all her belongings and walked with samarth ramdas maharaj that is how you have to be you will have to be able to give up everything and walk with your gurudev not bring your arrogance and ego when you go with your guru he is going to put you through lot of challenges to see whether you will evolve on that path or not so everybody start in their own way the guru's way of teaching is is beyond anybody's human mind can and understanding please know this and don't ever fall for how he teaches you and many a time it's very cute actually i go through this with my guruji i must say this it's very beautiful he'll talk to me suddenly very seriously sometimes i would not understand what is he trying to tell me and i'll even for the nth time i would fall for his ways of testing me because you just don't understand that your guru is testing you like my krishna guruji will sometimes like say certain things which will provoke me you know it's like provoking my anger and then i'll wonder okay it's it's been it's much later that i'll realize oh my god oh did you just provoke me it was it was just to test me right and then he'll smile he said yeah you don't understand that's so sweet but the point is that you're under constant test and they do it when you least expect it okay you will not even know they have done it it's so beautiful it's so subtle the way they will test you and they will see where you stand depending on what answers you give what kind of action you commit what kind of things that you say it all depends and please remember the guru is always watching you he's always watching you he's constantly seeing how you are progressing how you behave how what you how you do things everything every small aspects they are you know micromanaging i should say that not that they are they're literally on on top of your head they are just there they're watching you they're all observant even if you're not in front of them they know what you're doing you can lie to them as much as you want please knowing we are all knowing beings you can't lie you cannot speak one word lie to the great master never ever commit this error in your life don't ever say anything that is that is going to put you down always speak the truth even if you have committed a mistake accept it graciously and be humble about it it's okay to make mistakes and your guruji will always pardon you and then he will tell you why you are not supposed to do and please evolve on that path but never speak lies to your gurudev that is the biggest sin you will ever commit never ever do knowingly or unknowingly do sometimes we might do unknowingly because that's a human nature to lie to be fearful oh what is my guruji saying but the guruji wants to see whether you have the courage to speak the truth or not that is what he is always going to test you with and your mind will tell don't tell him just lie just hide it never do that never ever do that that is the biggest sin that you commit so always remember the guru ji the gurus are going to test you dime a dozen and you will the test will come when you least expect it and how the test comes you don't even know his universe will work its magic they they will beautifully you know put that test in front of you and then the master is watching to see how well you are going to flare in that test you know why 
because he wants to see whether the lessons that is that he has imparted to you has fructified within or not depending on how you react what you say how what kind of actions you commit he'll understand where you stand so how much more learning you have to go through he understands this as well and it's it's not overnight that you can achieve anything please remember it's a life many lifetimes of process spirituality is not one day that you can achieve everything no you have to go through the journey you have to walk that path and walk it no it's okay and don't bother about what is going to happen whether i'm going to attain my spiritual wheel or not yeah you have to be focused you have to say no i want to achieve i want to achieve i want to attain god that burning desire has to be there 24 bar 7 and if you don't have then you will be you you slack and then you'll give in to inertia tamas lethargy where the kali purusha is eagerly waiting you to put you in that gutters so don't fall for it live you know uh, like my krishna guruji has taught from bhagavad gita and even in uddhav gita he says you have to you know lift yourself self effort you have to deliver yourself there is nobody who is going to help you come and help you to do that you have to empower yourself and deliver so you, the the self effort is in your hands only choice is with you it is not with anybody the guruji can only impart knowledge he cannot spoon feed you in the sense spoon feed you in the sense he can't walk that path for you yeah spoon feed also guruji does because he knows we are sometimes not sometimes many a time very incapable because we don't want to lift our finger to do stuff we don't want to put that self effort but many a time he is very kind he'll spoon feed you also but he'll say can you do your swadharma can you do your part of the deal you have to do your work you have to show your effort you have to your effort has to be your effort has to be there without self effort nothing is going to come and what comes without self effort will also vanish away only when you do it by yourself then you will understand the value you will gain the knowledge you will understand what it means to empower you what it means to empower the god within you please remember all the power everything that we talked about rests within us but that empowerment has to be done through self effort alone there is nothing that anybody can give it to you from outside and when the para brahma is pleased remember moksha moolam gurur krupam the krupam will come on you and the moksham will also come god realization will happen when the para brahma is pleased with you when your gurudev is pleased with you not so easy and please remember the guru is not going to hand out you know god realization like it's some um, i don't know like some handouts whatever that might be it's not so easy he's he's going to think it's one in a billion or one in a zillion will you will uh, will you be able to achieve it's not so easy so today you have the opportunity so don't waste that opportunity today you have your master today you have your great guru the god himself with you don't waste this precious moment in your life go after it and redeem yourself so then he moved from place to place and arrived at ganga sagar near calcutta traveling along the banks of the holy river he reached prayaga triveni the holy confluence of the sacred rivers ganga yamuna and the subterranean saraswati he initiated one madhava saraswati into sanyasa at the holy prayaga wow 
See, what is it? Why is he specifying one initiation? Let me explain to you this. He has his disciples. Doesn't mean all his disciples were initiated. The gurus see the deservability of the disciple and only then they initiate that disciple to the higher, higher, higher spiritual evolution. Why? Because they have proved themselves to be spiritually deserving. You have to show your deservability. So here he said, he initiated one Madhava Saraswati into Sanyasa at the Holy Prayag. So it's very clearly being specified. So like that, there are only few initiations and initiations can happen at different levels. Yes, you are initiated on the path of spirituality, but that doesn't mean that you can attain God realization. Yes, you have been put on that path. How much you journey on that is the choice you have, the effort that you make. Again, there is everything rests within you alone. It is not with your Gurudev. The Guruji can only give you so much beyond which it is you who have to walk that path. There is nobody else who can walk that path for you. And this is what I keep saying. It's all about self-effort, empowering the Lord within yourself. So you have to do your sadhana, you have to do your studies, everything that your Gurudev has asked you to do and follow that path. And when the Parabrahma pleases, God, you know, will, God will give you that realization. The self-realization will happen at its appointed timing. So don't be attached to that end result. That also you should not have. Your job is to do alone, not expect the fruits of your action. So with that, we end today's chapter. Thus ends the 12th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra, describing the glorious Guru Parampara that nourished and sustained the perennial flow of spiritual wisdom, Jnana Ganga, in the holy and blessed land of Bharat Desha. Mera Bharat Mahan. <laughs> Thank you for joining Sri Guru Charitra Parayan. I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. See you all tomorrow morning at the same time. Om Shri Mahaganapate Namaha, Om Shri Gurudev Datta, Om Shri Sachidananda Sadguru Sainath Maharaj Ki Jai, Om Namo Bhagavade Vasudevaya Digambara Digambara Shri Padvallava Digambara, Om Shri Krishna Guru Natanathaya Shri Guruve Namaha, Om Devi Durgaya Namaha, Om Shri Krishna Arpanam Namastu, Krishna Vande Jagadguru.